It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax 104.5, good morning. Bob and Joe with you as we take a look at, uh, well, farm news, weather, kind of a damp week. And this is usually the week, of course, we start making hay around Wisconsin. Not going to be the best haying week, so maybe you want to hold off a little bit because it looks like we've got uh, more wet days than dry days going through Memorial Day. But we'll talk about that. Also, Planet Acres caught up last week around the country. And also, uh, we'll talk about uh, Dairy Breakfast, Allison Dairyland. We will visit with our new Allison Dairyland. We were down Saturday night for the finals to hear uh, our Julia Nunes from Chippewa County out in Tilden give her farewell address after two years as Alice in Dairyland. And very emotional. Let's uh, say, well, they did have enough tissues, but uh, not by a whole lot. She used a lot of them, but a very heartfelt goodbye to the Alice position, although she'll be Alice all through the month of June, so she's going to step out slowly and gracefully, as she always does, and then Taylor Schaefer will come on board as our 75th Alice in Dairyland, and a beautiful ceremony. I think they had maybe 35, 40 former Alices there, including Mary Ellen Jenks from Chippewa Falls, and uh, she was our sixth Alice back in 1953, and I had a chance to visit with her a little bit after the uh, banquet and after the ceremony, and uh, we'll play that here from her and her remembrances of being Alice in Chippewa Falls, so uh, a big night down there. Have you been to Madison lately, Jill? Um, it's been a while. They've got a no-mow mandate for May. What a ragged-looking town. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing but, it must have been the Dandelion Association had them do this, and now all the dandelions are, are gone. They're just the fuzz heads, and they're blowing all around. So you can imagine the crop of dandelions they're going to have next year. It's yeah. unbelievable. I'm glad it's down there, not up here. Yeah, it's a no-mow May in Madison. I think other communities have it as well. I don't know, but wow, and I watched one guy mowing his lawn. It was just like making windrows. Yeah, There's so well, much grass there, and it's going to kill out the grass that is there, but um, anyway, no mow may. I don't think we've got that around here, because uh, most of our people have mowed their yard, but down there, it's a ragged-looking town. All right, calves, what's the update? Where are we at? We're at 60 calves. Oh, oh, we are, so how close to done? There are, oh, probably three left. All right, probably three. <laughs> probably three. Well, I don't think one is going to calve. I All think right. she must have lot kicked it out this winter. All right. So, so she'll just meet meet the thing. But we all did get 25 pairs out to pasture this last weekend. Oh, good. All right. The grass is growing, and we'll talk about that and uh, what kind of weather we're going to have for making hay. Got a lot to do this morning. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And of course, I know they were doing that in Madison to have flowers for the bees for pollination in May, but... Uh, I hope the bees got their fill because next year they're going to have a lot because the dandelions are really going to be prevalent in Madison. Meanwhile, let's look at our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors. You know, Marquardt Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them all out. You go to MarquardtMotors.com or drive through the lots and take a look. 
Partly cloudy today, 68. Cooling off tomorrow, 56 for the high tomorrow. Again, later tonight, clouds moving in with some rain into tomorrow. Thursday, 63 and cloudy. Then warming up, 76 on Friday, partly cloudy. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Memorial Day, there is a slight chance of rain all three of those days. Upper 70s to low 80s. It's 44 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Tuesday morning, the 24th of May. 5 o'clock, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Brad Siegel. There's a primary in Georgia today where Republican Governor Brian Kemp is favored to beat back a challenge from former GOP Senator David Perdue. Everybody's moving our way. We've got great momentum in the race. Kemp is ahead by double digits in every poll. Purdue carries the endorsement of former President Donald Trump. The GOP winner will face Democrat Stacey Abrams. Former NFL star Herschel Walker is expected to win the Republican nod for U.S. Senate in his bid to unseat Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock in November. There are also primaries in Alabama and Arkansas and runoffs in Texas. More people are expected to be diagnosed with monkeypox this week. Veterinarian Dr. Kurt Zusky was one of around 70 Americans who contracted the disease nearly 20 years ago after coming into contact with an infected prairie dog. I was lightheaded, feverish, uh, somewhat nauseous. Uh, felt that I needed to lie down. The World Health Organization warns cases will likely rise. The U.S. alone may have a number of infections after the first case was confirmed in Massachusetts last week. The CDC is taking action to fight a global outbreak of monkeypox. A vaccine will be released from the national stockpile for those at high risk. More than 39 million people are expected to travel this Memorial Day weekend. Many of those will be in the air, where Hopper consumer travel expert Lindsay Schwimmer says fares are up 30% from two years ago. We've seen jet fuel prices risen dramatically in the past six months, and that's having a contribution on overall airfare prices. The vast majority of travelers, some 35 million, will be on the roads. That's a predicted 8% increase over 2021. President Biden headed home tonight after his five-day trip to Asia. He's wrapping up by taking part in a summit with the leaders of Japan, India, and Australia. Brad Siegel, NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got a lot to do on the Farm Report this morning here on Wax. Let's start with our weather forecast once again. Uh, again, if you got the, the hay buying a chopper out ready to go, well, it's, make sure the windshield wipers work, I guess, because it looks like kind of a rainy week. Partly cloudy today, a high about 68. Then tonight, down to about 48. Cloudy rain moving in later on from the southwest, and then a pretty good chance of rain tomorrow across the listening area with a high of only 56 tomorrow. 63 on Thursday and cloudy, then partly cloudy Friday, 76. And then over the Memorial Day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, upper 70s to low 80s with a chance of rain all three days. Right now, Rice Lake, 48. Medford, Marshfield, 42. Wausau, 43. La Crosse, 47. 42 over Green Bay. Madison, 44. Milwaukee at 49. Here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. Right now, we're 44 again, as we said, heading up to about 68 today. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? 
They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About six and a half minutes after five o'clock again, 44 degrees going up to about 68 today. Well, let's look at some more numbers and Jill, the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 136 to 149 with mixed at 70 to 135. Choice fed beef heifers are 138 to 143 and a half with mixed at 116 to 137. Choice fed Holstein steers are 122 to 131 with selects at 90 to 121. Cows are 64 to 96 and a half. Bulls are 64 to 102. Butcher hogs are 81 to 95 with sows at 52 to 64 and a half. Boars are 20 to 28 with new crop market lambs 225 to 230 and feeder lambs 225 to 315. And at the Mercantile Exchange, as far as livestock futures, all closed higher yesterday, both cattle uh, inventories and uh, lean hog, all higher. June live cattle, 132.77, that's up $1.20. August live cattle, 132.97, up $1.42. October at 138.75, up 95 in December, 144.02, up 62. Feeder cattle contracts, August 165.62, up $1.70. September at one sixty eight thirty up a dollar thirty. October one seventy seventy five up a dollar seventeen. And November at one seventy two sixty seven that was up a dollar thirty five. Lean hog carcass contracts June one ten thirty seven that was up a dollar and a half. July hogs one ten eighty five up a dollar eighty five. August one ten twenty two up two o five. October at ninety three seventy two that was up a dollar twenty seven. On the Board of Trade yesterday, corn and wheat were higher. Beans were lower because of some lower meal prices. And also checking that June or that crude oil price, July futures up nine cents at $110.37 a barrel. That gas price not coming down. Corn for July down a fraction overnight after being higher yesterday. Corn this morning, $7.85 a bushel. The oats up 40 cents overnight at $6.70 a bushel. Wheat up 14, over $12. July wheat this morning, 12.04. And the soybeans down 4 cents overnight, 16.83. Meal up 40 cents at $422.90. Dairy markets were mixed. Cheese unchanged. Barrels 234 and three quarters. The blocks 238. Butter up a cent and a half at 286 and a half. May class three unchanged, 25.09. June down one at 24.47. July up three at 2468. August up a nickel at 2417. September up 14 at 2394. So that's the way the markets look this morning. And of course, that's courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. 44 degrees right now. Looking for a high about 68, partly cloudy day. Sneaking up on 10 minutes after five o'clock. Let's find out what's going on with the Wisconsin Farmers Union. The meat processing industry, the focus of our Wisconsin Farmers Union Minute this morning with Rick Adamski, the president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Rick, this is probably one area where we really see some differences in the economy of scale for meat processors. Yes, there is. 
definitely a difference here, Bob, and what we're advocating for at Wisconsin Farmers Union is diversity. We want more and more small-scale processors to be able to handle the need for custom processing. We want to be able to streamline regulations so that meat inspected in Wisconsin is able to go across state lines, and especially near our border areas. We want to be able to allow and enable different certification processes, and we've got to basically deal with, again, confronting the concentration in the industry so that the market is more transparent and farmers have a better opportunity to deal with different outlets rather than just being forced into one or two. And consumers can get a fair price at the meat counter as well. That's Rick Adamski, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, with us once again on our Farmers Union Minute. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 44 degrees out there. I didn't see it. Did the moon out tonight? I didn't see if the moon was out overnight or not. The moon is out, but it's not very big. All right. So, uh, again, you want to look? Go ahead. All right. We've got the crop report. The planning report is out. We're going to take a look at that almost 14 minutes after 5 o'clock. I don't know if I heard he's going on a, a summer tour or something to take a look at his music again, revive it a little bit. He's Great, great for so many years. All right, 14 minutes after 5 o'clock, and how are farmers doing getting the crops in the ground? We'll talk about that next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ah, with a mind like a steel trap, I knew I was pretty close on Alan Jackson. Jill Googled it. What'd you find out? That he is going to be in St. Paul on July 29th. All right. And then going to North Dakota and uh, hitting some of the high spots in in the country. But Alan Jackson will be out touring this summer. That's a good thing. All right. Farmers are touring their fields, too. How have they been doing? Farmers across the country planted a lot of corn and soybeans this past week. The latest crop progress report shows 72% of the corn is now in, a jump of 23% from a week ago. Making big jumps last week were the I-states, as Iowa is now 86% planted, Illinois is at 78%, and Indiana is 64% of their corn in. Of the slower states is North Dakota with only 20% of their corn planted because of the extreme cold weather up there. Farmers have also have half the country's soybeans planted as of last Sunday, up 20% from the week before, and now only 5% behind normal progress. Here in Wisconsin, farmers now have 61% of their corn planted, about 10 days behind last year, and 20% of the crop has already emerged. And I actually saw some down by me that you can see as road. Yeah, as I went down to, I was down in Madison and all the way over to Milwaukee over the weekend, and a lot of the, the crop is up and rowing. So, uh, looks good. There are some, some wet spots, but, uh, doing pretty good. They also have 49% of their soybeans in, about nine days behind last year, but even with our five year average, as 14 of the, 4% of the beans have emerged. The report also shows 75% of the oats are planted across the state and 80% of the fall potatoes are planted, about 11 days behind last year. Farmers also report they're just starting to cut their first hay crop. Topsoil moisture this week is rated 88% adequate to surplus, 9% short, and 3% very short, with the driest parts of the state being in the southwestern area. 
Wisconsin hens are busy this spring. According to the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service Chicken and Eggs Reports, Wisconsin egg production was 121 million eggs in April, down 20% from last month and 33% lower than last April. Laying hens on hand in Wisconsin in April totaled 4.9 million, down 19% from last month and 36% fewer than April 2021. Nationally, egg production totaled $8.82 billion in April, down 3% from last April. 366 million egg layers were busy in the U.S. in April, down 6% from last year. Because of the avian influenza outbreak this spring and the loss of millions of laying hens in Iowa, the Hawkeye State fell to third in egg production last month, down about 500 million eggs from a year ago as Ohio now ranks number one. And that'll change back. Iowa will get back in the lead, but Iowa traditionally well over a billion eggs a month. But uh, avian influenza has taken out the flock, a lot of it. Alice in Dairyland, our new Alice in Dairyland. She's been on the radio with us, and uh, we'll talk with her as uh, Taylor Schaefer from down in Racine County is our new Alice. We'll hear what she's all about coming up next on Wax, 19 after 5. Again, 44 degrees, looking for about 68, partly cloudy today. Rain moving in, it looks like, a little bit later on tonight and for probably most of the day tomorrow. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our 75th Alice in Dairyland is... A young lady we at Midwest Family know very, very well. Taylor Schaefer of Racine County. Taylor, congratulations. Thank you so much, Bob. Tell us about uh, your thoughts as you were named and as it was leading up to you. I talked to you before the finals, and you were nervous, but you were confident, uh, and it all came true. Absolutely. Um, I think going into this weekend, I was definitely really excited about this event and being Alice in Dairyland, but the girls that I was with over the last five months that I worked with in Marcom training, they're all phenomenal people. And um, I think really going into this weekend, I had a very hard time picturing myself being the one that was selected. I am truly, truly honored to be the 75th Alice in Dairyland. There's a lot of emotions, I'm sure, that you saw on stage. Uh, but just, it was so overwhelming just hearing my name when I really didn't expect it. Julia kind of told me to compose my thoughts and put something together to say a thank you. And I know I wrote something out prior, but I only looked at it one time after I wrote it because I really wasn't expecting to read it off. It, this is a truly, truly incredible experience and one that I was definitely not expecting. Well, if you made your comments off the cuff, you did a wonderful job, and you will do a wonderful job as our 75th Alice in Dairyland. Tell us, Taylor, when you first started thinking about this. I grew up in Racine County, and I've always kind of been involved in agriculture since I was very young. And I really saw Alice for the first time as an exhibitor at the county and state fair, and she's always been a real role model to me. I think when I first truly started thinking about applying is when I came to college and was involved in the Association of Women in Agriculture. And I got to look at people who were involved in AWA and went on to be Alice. So I think about Caitlin Riley and Abigail Martin. Those are two that kind of stick out to me because my freshman and sophomore year, they came to present. And I um, had talked to some people about maybe applying. I didn't know if I should go for it. And Julia came to talk to us last fall. And I think that's really when I decided I should just submit an application and go for it. It's always been something that I really aspired to do. Um, I just didn't know when or 
when I would be ready, basically. So. So what was the final decision when you decided I'm ready? I just went for it. <laughs> I think sometimes the best things that come in life are ones that are unexpected, especially this one. That's why it was so so rewarding. I truly have prepared for this position, and I'm extremely excited for it. Um, it was very unexpected. And, of course, you've been preparing for this all your life because you've been in agriculture. Tell us about the, uh, the home farm in Racine County and some of the things you did growing up. When I was growing up, I was really heavily involved in our show stocks. So my brother and I, we always raised steers every year for the Racine County and Wisconsin State Fair. I also had an opportunity to travel across the country to different beef shows, and that's really kind of where I got my start in agriculture. That was really the, the main role I played on our farm was with our show stock, helping out my dad wherever I could. He's kind of the main boss man at, at the house, um, like I'm sure many people have experienced, but that was where my heart really was. I fell in love with Hereford cattle. And it was always my dream. I said when I graduated college, I wanted my dad to buy me a Hereford heifer. Um, I, I don't know if that's going to happen anymore, but that's always been a dream of mine. It's just being involved in agriculture in whatever way that may be. And I know that now I'm off the farm. I've lived in Madison for four years, and my heart is kind of here in Madison at the time. And um, I'm always going to have a place at my family's farm. And I think for this year, it's more so going to be helping my brother because this is his last year showing. So... That'll be really special for me. Tell us about your adventures in Madison as a co-ed at the University of Wisconsin. You mentioned you were involved in AWA, but uh, what was your class load like and other extracurricular activities? I want to ask you about one particular internship that I find interesting, but tell me about basically your four years. So as a freshman, I came into college thinking I wanted to be a veterinarian, and um, I took my first life sciences communication class, which is kind of like a marketing emphasis within life sciences, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And that's kind of where I decided to switch my major more so from a science base to a social media and marketing aspect, and kind of just took off from there. I added on digital studies as a certificate eventually during my junior year, and um, I not only had an opportunity to take classes like meat science and kind of work with industry professionals in that way, especially in our new meat science and animal biologics discovery building, but also being able to connect with some people who are involved in the National Agri-Marketing Association. Although I was never in NAMA, I had a really great opportunity to work with some people who were involved in NAMA and just get experience that way. And that was really important throughout my collegiate career, but also just remaining busy. I think that's always been something that um, I've always done. I've always been a busy bee. And when I was involved in the University of Wisconsin marching band, we had practice 30 to 35 hours every single week. So that was a really big commitment on top of all of my other student organizations. But I think that's really what motivated me to be successful when I was in college. That marching band is something I don't think a lot of people realize how much time and effort you put into that for one credit. Mm -hmm. Only one credit. We practice two and a half hours. Well, it's supposed to be two and a half hours, but we always end up staying late and coming early every single day of the week. And then when you think about football Saturdays, we practice usually around 7 a.m. for two hours. kind of just depends on the week what's going on. And then we have the game all day. So... My Saturdays were usually banned from 7 a.m. sometimes to midnight or after, and I loved it. Every single minute of it, it was such a great experience to be part of that community, and I think part of that, that marching band community you can also see within agriculture as well, just how, how strong the community is within our industry and how important that is in, I guess, shaping who people are. What instrument did you play? I played the trumpet, and I was in rank four.
Frank, for I don't recognize you from their band. I wonder why. <laughs> Only about 300 other people dressed in those uniforms. I have to ask you, Taylor Schaefer is with us, who is uh, our newest Alice in Dairyland, our 75th Alice in Dairyland. But one of the internships you had caught my interest, the Meyer Beef and Folk Song Farm. What was that? So I worked for the Meyer family, and they... Where were they? In Slinger, Wisconsin. They have a dairy farm and beef business, and they also have a wedding barn, and that's actually part of their family's heritage as well. They were able to take a barn that was kind of given to them by a family member, restore it, and now use it for event spaces and also for agriculture education. So through the dairy farm, I not only woke up every morning and milked cows with Ike, Shelley's husband, and then went on to sell at the store later during the day, but I also had an opportunity to work at farmer's markets, so I was at West Bend and in Menominee Falls every single week and have those conversations with consumers. So not only sharing our love for beef, but also being able to take people right to the farm. So when people came to the store to purchase beef, if they wanted to see what a cow was getting fed, if they wanted to go pet a calf, they had an opportunity to because the store was only 10 feet away from where that was happening on the farm. So what's the folk song part of this? The folk song part is our event space um, that the Meyer family hosts. So they do things like weddings and farm-to-table dinners there. But the big thing about that barn is the underneath part of it is completely original to that barn. So that barn was built in the 1800s. And when you go into the barn, you can see different markers about every 10 feet that shows you the different renovations and the different additions to the barn. So each of them kind of tell their own unique story. When the barn was first built, Wisconsin was still known as America's breadbasket. So that was when wheat was still a really popular crop here in Wisconsin. And you can kind of see how with the changing times and the different crops that were being used in our soils, so transitioning from wheat to hay for silage or anything other, anything like that, um, you can kind of see that along with the barn. And just being able to see the stalls kind of stand in them, have an opportunity to see what a dairy cow may have experienced in the 18 and 1900s, I think is something that resonated really well with a lot of different people that visited our barn. And again, that's Taylor Schaefer, our 75th Alice in Dairyland. And, uh, you know, she'd graduated from Madison at the university. She had a job to start down there with Pam Yonke, down at the southern end of the world's longest barn. She was supposed to start yesterday, but not going to happen. She's got a year as Alice in Dairyland. And it's 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, 44 degrees. We'll get weather, but we're going to get some news first. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And one thing to add about the Alice in Dairyland uh, activities, next year's finals will be down in Walworth County, down in the, uh, well, that Elkhorn area, way down southeastern Wisconsin, but that'll be next May. we got a lot to do before that. Let's get into the newsroom. As Morgan is with us this morning. Good morning, Morgan. You got a problem? Nah, you got buttons? I, I, I guess got, not. Let's do it then. I got my buttons. I haven't lost any of my buttons. Have you? No, I uh, lost some marbles a while ago, but I think the <laughs> buttons are all in check. Well, I think we got the, everything working here. You scared me with that look on your face there for a minute. I so. wasn't exactly sure who you were talking to, but I guess we'll do news, huh? Uh, I guess so. All right. If when I say Morgan, that's an indication that I'm probably coming to you. All right. Well, it's having some headphone <laughs> issues, but we'll oh, do it now. What's going on? From the 715 newsroom, we'll get those headlines going for you and stay pretty close to our area with an update. Good morning.
morning. Here's what we're learning today. That's going to get us to lacrosse, and we'll start with we know who but not why. Police in that city saying 15-year-old Storm Vondrashek was the person killed in Sunday's double shooting. Police will only say the shooting does not appear to be random. They were a student at Logan High School in lacrosse, and the city school district says there was minimal danger to other students. Yesterday saying also that there would be counselors available for students who might need to speak with someone. Here closer to our area, we have leaders in Eau Claire talking about a proposed bottled water plant, saying it won't zap too much of the city's water supply. The city council scheduled a vote on a plan that would build an Niagara bottling facility on the city's northwest side. The city saying the plant would mean at least 100 new jobs and would improve the economy. But we'll show you different sides so you can decide other people not on that same page. Some folks saying that they would continue to worry about what that water supply would look like then for the rest of the city. We'll take a peek into the political stage, and that includes some more stimulus money. Governor Tony Evers announcing another round of stimulus funding grants for ag producers. Evers says that uh, Wisconsin's ag industry took a major hit during the pandemic and beyond. That's why, uh, as governor, I've made supporting the agriculture industry is one of my highest priorities, especially these last few years as farmers have worked really hard to keep food on our tables here at home and families around the world. Well, the new $10 million program will specifically go towards Wisconsin's poultry and meat producers to help shore up supply chain issues and any damage from avian influenza. Well, you know, if you uh, spend any time in Camp Randall that you like to jump around, but here literally you can make a jump as part of University of Wisconsin Badger football scavenger hunt. At Thursday marks 100 days till the start of the season, so you can start that countdown to celebrate. The university has hidden 100 mini helmets in parks that include Kenosha, Racine, Appleton, Madison, and here in Eau Claire. Each of those helmets has a code for a prize. That grand prize is a $100 pick-and-save gift card and two tickets to a Badger home game, so you could get ready to cheer on Bucky. And here on Earth, we might, instead of jumping around, have to duck. A potentially hazardous asteroid is zooming past this place we call home this week. Right, Brian? It measures just over a mile long, making it the largest asteroid to get relatively close to our planet this year. Although it is massive, there's no need to worry, as it will be two and a half million miles away when it passes Earth on May 27th. A live stream of the asteroid flying past our planet can be watched at virtual telescope.eu. I'm Brian Shook. And from here on Solid Ground in our 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. Do you believe in flying unidentified flying objects? Oh, I think there's plenty out there that we don't know about, and, I, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> keep it that way. That's right, that's right. we got enough uh, unidentified things <laughs> that we do know about. I was going to say, I think we live with enough question marks floating <laughs> around here on Earth. Boy, that is for sure. All right, thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom taking a look at what's going on. In the news, how about finding out what's going on in the weather? Brought to you by Equity Livestock as we head over to Skywarn 13 this morning and check in with Mike Dandry. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Well, this is traditionally hay cutting weather this week. Before Memorial Day, we get started cutting hay and not good advice this week. It's not good hay and weather out there, is it? No, not at all. I mean, today is going to be a decent day for that, but uh, really the rest of the week not quite looking uh, like that because today we'll have uh, some variable clouds out there as we warm up into the upper 60s so it's going to be slightly below average but i think we'll take it considering it's a repeat offender of yesterday 
Later this evening, though, that's when we'll start to see some clouds roll back in, and that'll give us a chance for some showers through the overnight. Our lows will dip to the upper 40s. Now, this sets up for a very wet Wednesday. Tomorrow looks to have the potential to be a bit of a washout and cooler with highs only in the mid-50s. We could get rain uh, totals up to about three-quarters to an inch and a quarter of uh, rain, so that's something you're going to want to watch out for as well. And going into tomorrow night, those shower chances continue. But by Thursday, likely remaining dry for most of the day. Still on the cool side, going, getting into about the low 60s for our highs. And then we start to clear out going into Thursday evening, and our lows dip back to those mid-40s. And by Friday, the sunshine does return. It will be brief, though. We'll have sunshine and temperatures mostly in the low to mid-70s. And then going into Friday night, that's when we'll have partly cloudy conditions, a slight chance of some showers Heading into this weekend, that's when we have more chances for showers and thunderstorms as our temperatures slowly warm up into Memorial Day. And uh, by Monday, it looks like we could hit that 80-degree mark. But again, that still brings us those chances for showers and thunderstorms. Right now, we've got a few clouds out in Eau Claire right now that help keep us slightly warmer through the overnight, but still a little chilly out there as our temperature is 42 degrees. Now, are you expecting heavy rains or... Just enough to stop activities. It looks like uh, sometimes this will be, uh, it'll be heavy at times. So uh, it's certainly not the best haymaking weather. Boy, I guess not. All right, sir, we'll have to deal with it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. There goes Mike Dandry over there in Skywarn 13's weather room. Take a look at that forecast, as we said, courtesy of Equity Livestock. There's a select group of individuals in this world who have a passion for livestock. Yes, livestock. And that group happens to be the consultants at Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association. Their passion for what they do, their expertise and industry involvement makes them some of the best in Wisconsin. And for nearly 100 years, Equity Livestock's experienced and knowledgeable individuals remain focused on marketing solutions that will lead to a producer's success. Call today or visit them at www.equitycoop.com Find out how it feels to work with people who love what they do. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 23 minutes before 6 o'clock. And uh, things coming up on the calendar as we get towards the end of May and the first part of June. Of course, when you get to June, you're talking June dairy breakfast. And uh, the first one will be Friday, June 3rd. Marshfield Dairy Fest breakfast. That'll be at the fairgrounds in Marshfield. That'll start about oh, 5 o'clock in the morning. And we're still trying to assemble all of those. We have not heard about a Jackson County Dairy breakfast uh, this year. But uh, there are breakfast, Thorpe Dairy Days. The Thorpe Dairy breakfast will be Saturday, June 4th from 7 to noon in Thorpe as part of uh, the Dairy Fest activities. And uh, Sunday, June 5th, Abbotsford Dairy Breakfast at the uh, Evan and Taylor Ensign Dairy Farm. And uh, that's along County Line Road in the Dorchester area. And that breakfast will be from 7 until noon. And maybe, I guess it'll be the swan song for John Slippick, who is retiring as the ag instructor at Abbotsford High School after 47 years, I believe he told me. 47 years as the agriculture and FFA advisor at Abbotsford High School. Man, oh man. So John is stepping aside. Also on uh, Sunday, June 5th from 7 to 12.30, the Granton Dairy Breakfast at the uh, J.C. Jim and Caroline Walter Farm. And that's on Prey Avenue in the Granton area. And, uh, Jill, what else do we What else do we have for that opening weekend? Do we have any other breakfasts? We're, like we said, Jackson is usually 
the uh, first Saturday and uh, haven't been able to run anything down on that yet. No, I looked up Jackson County and I didn't find anything. So anybody from Jackson County that wants to share that information yep. would be great. Yep, waxbob at gmail.com. But uh, what about uh, some other early in the month county dairy breakfasts that we know about? Well, we've got Pepin County on June Saturday, June 11th. From 6.30 to 11, that's at Auth Farms in Arkansas. Wood County is on that same Saturday, the 11th, from 7 to 11, and that's at Sunset Dairy. And Allen and Stephanie Hughes in Pittsville. And Dunn County is also on that Saturday, June 11th, 7 to 11, at Breezy Haven Farms in Bloomer. So they'll be uh, right along 64 up there by uh, the Dunn, Chip- or Dunn uh, Chippewa County line. All right, so we do have some of those breakfasts. Others we are pursuing to find out more information on. We used to get a whole list, and it was kind of nice. But for some reason, we don't get that whole list anymore. So, again, uh, Jackson County folks, as we said, Monroe County, haven't heard from Monroe either. So, again, some of those breakfasts, uh, let us know. All right, 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. And we know we've got a lot of uh, cattle in the country because uh, they're going on feed. What are the latest numbers there, Jill? Well, feedlots across the country are filling up with cattle. The May Cattle on Feed report shows there are 12 million head on feed at the start of this month, the highest May 1st count since 1996. Over 1.8 million head went on feed in April, with most of those cattle ranging from 700 to 900 pounds. Fed cattle marketing's last month fell fell 2% to just under 1.9 million head. So uh, lots of cattle out there. All right, again, uh, if you're wondering how we're doing corn planting in Wisconsin, 61% of the corn is in around Wisconsin. And as far as uh, soybeans are concerned, well, that's about uh, 10 days behind last year. And uh, a lot of that has emerged. So, again, we've got, uh, well, Five-year-old, 14% of the beans have emerged with 49% of the soybeans in around Wisconsin. So making progress, and I don't think we're going to make a whole lot of progress in that area this week because there's a lot of rain in that forecast. Anything else on the calendar as we move closer to our markets this morning? Well, you can registration is open for Farmers Union summer camps. Those camps are up at Camp Kenwood. Beautiful spot. Man, oh, man, if you want to... Send the kids to a beautiful spot and uh, get a lot of good things done with the kids. Camp Kenwood is really a beautiful place. So you just contact uh, the Farmers Union. And the family camps are July 22nd through the 23rd or August 5th and 6th up at Camp Kenwood. Anything else as far as the sign-up? We're getting towards the end of May, and I know you've got conservation programs and different things that farmers have been uh, able to sign up for and uh, get involved in. Uh, any of that stuff still viable? I think we're kind of past most of those dates. Those were, a lot of them were last week, okay. ended up being. But there's also a state fair dairy opportunity. If you're a Barron County junior, we're not giving you a lot of time, but the deadline date is Wednesday the 25th. If you want to go to the Wisconsin State Fair, Contact Steve Frank, Frank, stick chairman of the Barron County Dairy Committee. All right, so uh, some things are coming up around the area. And, uh, again, we'll keep reminding you of when and where these dairy breakfasts are. We'll check with Barron County and... Uh, haven't heard a lot from Barron County, have we, as far as when their breakfast is? That's not on our 
master list it's as we not, have it so far? It's not on my master list, but I'm looking on online. So. All right, so we'll do some checking and find out about all that. Or if you've got a flyer, you can send us, waxbob at gmail.com. We'd uh, love to get that so we can let everybody know when and where the breakfast is in your county. Baron Jackson, Monroe, still got some uh, counties to dig up all that information for. And right now we're about 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. We'll have some markets next here on Wax. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost quarter to six, 42 degrees, but we're going to hear from Scott Herman and Sparta Equity. Slaughter call market was steady to strong today with 20% of the cows 78 to 90 with a top of 95. 60% of the cows sold 60 to 77. And 20% of the cows sold 59 and down. The organic cows were steady with most cows 107 to 120 and a half. Thin small cows 80 to a dollar. And the organic steers and heifers, 120 to 123.50. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high yielding bulls at 90 to a dollar with a top of 101. Canner and utility bulls, 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady with no test on the beef today. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 140 to 148 with no test. Select choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 139 with no test. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 139 with no test. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 128 to 132.50. Your choice Holstein steers, 115 to 127. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 114 and down. Replacement calves are steady with the top Holstein bull calves, $1 to $1.30. Your Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 80. And the beef calves, 170 to 255. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Monday, May 23rd. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets as we head over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you. We're doing okay. Uh, kind of waiting for a little warmer weather. I know uh, I've listened to you guys talk about the... Uh, possibility of cutting some hay down not probably not a very good week but uh i gotta let her grow a little bit more anyway it's pretty early in the year but uh and uh i know you guys were talking about uh dairy breakfast before uh yeah what's stratford the, what's the stratford breakfast they always have that at the country air don't they yeah um that's on june 5th which is a sunday i believe yep. okay i have the list here of some other ones in marathon county and i don't know if it got pitched out or whatever but they're i think full uh pretty much uh, most of them you guys mentioned the abbotsford one and edgar uh, mm-hmm. edgar ffa having one out uh i'm not sure the date uh, uh marshall ffa one is uh, i know by over by roselleville uh the countywide marathon county one i think is up in uh on the other side of Wassa. So I had the list somewhere here, but maybe somebody will send it to you. I, I hope so. I misplaced it somewhere. We'll drag it out. We'll eventually get them all, but uh, I know June, <laughs> yeah. June is getting close. Well, sir, how'd the sale go yesterday over there at Stratford? All right, Bob, we'll tell the folks about that. Uh, and a good morning to everyone. A very busy Monday yesterday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the uh, Fed cattle trade yesterday. Choice grading beef steers and heifers are selling from $1.17 to $1.38. 
Choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from $1.10 to $1.22. High yielding choice Holsteins and prime grades from $1.23 to $1.35. Select grading under finished cattle, uh, $1.08 and below. On the cow market yesterday, uh, high yielding Holstein cows yesterday from $78 to $88 and a half. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling between 60 and 77. Thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below 60. On the bull trade, uh, better quality bulls from 90 up to 111. Lighter bulls below 85. And on the uh, calf market, a little stronger market as compared to the close last week. Better quality replacement holding bull calves yesterday weighing 9,230 pounds, selling from 50 up to a top of 155. Effort calves mostly from 30 to 65. Uh, beef calves, 150, up to a top of 340. And we've got a very busy day here at Equity Stratford today, Tuesday. First of all, we get underway this morning at 10 o'clock. Hay and bedding auction, and uh, we do have a consignment of some very good quality large squares of second crop uh, alfalfa. So if you folks are looking for some hay to tide you over before you make some, uh, we do have a nice uh, nice selection of hay today. That will be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction today, and again, we have a very fine herd of dairy cattle, complete herd dispersal, 55 head, top quality, uh, registered great Holstein cows, very, very good components on these cows, 421 butterfat, 31 protein, very low semantic, uh, right at a one, about a little over 100, 110. So again, if you folks are looking for some uh, good quality uh, cows today, uh, be here at Equity Stratford, 11 o'clock. We also have another consignment of Holstein cows uh, coming from an overstocked herd, so uh, I don't think you're going to be able to do much field work today, so take some time out, come and take a look at the cows, and take some good quality cows home. And just looking ahead tomorrow, feeder cattle auction tomorrow at Stratford, that'll be at noon. Uh, we do have some good quality Angus and Angus Cross cattle for that sale tomorrow. So, Bob, that's where we have the folks this morning. Again, uh, shouldn't have to worry about heat index today, and uh, <laughs> for us... For and for uh, us procrastinators, I guess I can speak for myself, um, seven months from today, Bob, is Christmas Eve. So. Oh, boy, I'm, you're always on top of that. That's a good thing to know. Well, I'll keep that in my back of my mind. Hey, you have a good one, and we'll uh, talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Enjoy the day. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald <laughs> always, uh, always has something to add. For those who work in Acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's head over to the Thorpe area. Terrain Livestock, where Michelle is with us again this morning. Good morning, Michelle. Well, this isn't a good week for walking, that's for sure. No, I don't know. This is not, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm not any happier about it's it than good. you are. I'd just as soon have some nice, warm, sunny weather as well and... Not going to happen. You're going to have a bunch of ugly farmers in there this week because because they can't make hay, some of them. Of course, a lot of them don't start quite this early, but there are a few. Well, just getting the planting done, even. Yeah, it's that's not, right. It's yeah. Not, yeah. And some of that Did heavy ground. Did you plant ground. your garden? Did I, no, I don't plant a garden. I don't want to feed the deer, those buggers. I'd like to feed them something else, but uh, better not. But uh, there are too many deer. packets that you... You can buy these little packets and you hang them right next to your garden and it just takes them right away. They don't even bother it. I can also go to the farmer's market where they grow a lot better <laughs> produce than I do. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. I was going to say. Oh, boy. True, true. Very good. Yeah, it certainly is. Hey, what happened last night? All right. I'll tell you all about it. Thank you about summing up the stuff from Monday, May 23rd at Tree Mud Stock Market in the Spotica Market. 
We tapped at 107 with a consignment by William Van Dorn and Sons of Tony. 80% of the cows sold from 65 and above. Market cows were 83 to 92. Low-yielding cows, 67 to 82. Thin and weak cows, 65 and lower. In the Holstein steer market, choice and prime, 120 to 130. Selects were 118 and down. For beef-type steers and heifers, choice, 124 to 137. Selects were 120 and down. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 90 to 103, with the utilities at 87 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull cows sold from 75 to $132 per head. We tapped at 134 with a consignment by William Chokas of Thorpe. Lighter and lower quality calves, $40 per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to $70 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 80 to 310 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 50 to 60. Boars were 25 and down. Our next will be tomorrow, Wednesday, the 25th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And, of course, check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all of us at True Livestock, your family owned an upper market. Have a great day. When he comes in, do you say, good afternoon, William? No. I Once in a while, maybe as a joke, if I see him, we laugh about <laughs> that. But, you know, that's how his check is written. And so I, that's how I look at it. But today I purposely said William because... I knew you'd get that. <laughs> Say, how's your garden doing? Not too good. I haven't even, you know, Greg last year put manure on top of it, and then he put a little straw on top to get it all the whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, haven't even taken the straw off of it yet. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, this might not be the week to take it Come off. Come on over. You can, <laughs> you can roll it until that thing up for me oh. if you want. Well, I, I might, but my knee's been acting up, so I might not be able to be too good at that. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you have a good one. We'll talk to you later in the week. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to the rest of the markets. Brought to you by Synergy Cooperative. Taking a look at the Board of Trade. The corn and wheat were higher yesterday. Beans were lower, and overnight... July corn down a fraction at 785. The oats up 40 cents at 670 a bushel. July wheat up 14 at 1204. Soybeans down 4 cents, 1683. Meal up 40 cents a ton at $422.90. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at 724 with soybeans at 1628. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at 745 with soybeans at 1648. And on the DTN screen, corn today at Golden Plump is 760 a bushel. At Baldwin and Mondovi, 716 with the beans at 1613. Durant, 711 and 1613. Corn at Elmwood, 716. Beans, 1618. At Fall Creek, 706 on the corn, 1603 on the beans. At Osseo, corn is 721. Soybean, 1617. Out at Elk Mound, the corn, 724 a bushel. Soybean, 1630. Down at Sparta, 719 and 1628. Ellsworth corn, 706. Soybeans, 1591. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville, 762. Stanley, 736. New Richmond, 732. Cheese unchanged. Barrels, 234 and three quarters. Blocks, 238. Butter up a cent and a half, 286 and a half. May class three unchanged, 2509. June down a penny at 2447. July up three at 2468. August up five at 2417. September up 14 at 2394. Once again, we're about 42, 68, the high today, partly cloudy later on tonight. It looks like it's going to start raining, and the 
Pretty good chance of rain tomorrow. 68 the high today, only 56 tomorrow. We're 42 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadak. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.